following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Thirty years of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer George Plaster, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach Watson Brown, and Young Guns Billy Derrick and Michael Sendrick. And now here's your host, George Plaster. Hello again, everybody. Welcome in on a rainy night in Georgia, and it's also rainy in Nashville, Tennessee. And from all indications, it's going to rain all week long. But you know what? There is sunshine in the world of sports. Let's get right to it. and Let's say hello to our ray of sunshine, Watson Brown. Oh, you're a little nicer to me than you were at the end of last week. Last Jeez. week. I know you're getting so old. You can't remember last week. Oh, no, I do remember. We may have taken some liberties. Yeah, you took a lot of liberties last week. So you're going to start this week and be nice to me. Oh, I'm going to be very positive towards you. Oh, for how long? Probably Billy, Billy, do we keep up with this? How long this last week? (laughs) Yeah, I'd say we need to take it to about 5 o'clock. Get get you a little ding area needs something that you can ring the bell as soon as he hits me because I don't think he'll make it an hour. I don't think he'll make it an hour. For those of you who have not seen the show before, Watson does a fabulous job. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is hard for him to do Watson. Oh, it's killing him. First of all, I can look at his eyes and tell him that's the you can't tell that's you don't know whatsoever. You missed on one last week that you're gonna have to admit to later. Ooh, did I? Oh <laughs> we both did. Hey, Let's say hello to Terry McCormick, Titaninsider.com. Terry's joining us by phone. We had some technical stuff that didn't seem to uh, be able to work otherwise. Terry. Talk to me about the team and the injury situation coming out of Philly. Well, George, obviously it's not uh, good. Uh, You know, the result yesterday was terrible, and the injury situation isn't a whole lot better. Uh, Traylon Burks, um, you probably saw that concussion that he took. Amazing job just to hang on to the football uh, with the hit that he took uh, from Marcus Epps of the Eagles there and score that touchdown. He's got to go through the concussion protocol, and so his status will be unclear all week long uh, until he can pass that and uh, see if he can get back on the field. A couple of injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Christian Fulton, who you saw kind of collide with A.J. Brown there, came up with a groin injury, was unable to finish the game, and then uh, – David Long, who is kind of the quarterback of the defense from that middle linebacker position, uh, suffered a hamstring injury, and he wasn't able to finish. So uh, not only did they get battered and bruised on the scoreboard, they got battered and bruised in a number of areas in this ballgame. 
Terry, what else uh, would you like to leave us with on the Titan front? Well, George, just kind of say this. Uh, you know, I think a lot of us thought, you know, initially, you know, when they took a, a beat down in Buffalo in week two, we feared the worst as far as this team is concerned and how good they could be. They sort of, you know, disguised that and were able to win a few games. But uh, I think those fears are back. I think most people would say right now that this is no better than the fourth or fifth best team in the AFC. And when it comes time to compete on the big stage, they just don't have the ability on the offensive line and at the receiver position, especially to match up. And then also when you add in all the injuries that they've had on the defensive side of the ball to Simmons and Autry, and now you add Fulton and Long in there, this is a team that's uh, treading water right now and struggling to do so. Terry, as you know, we're about to get into the readings with the Metro Council about the proposed new stadium, correct? Yes. Okay, and my belief is that a lot of the day one season ticket holders going back to the late 90s are not going to be interested in whatever it is the Titans have to sell on this. And so I, I want to kind of read you a little something as to the level of stupidity that this franchise has. You ready? Sure. So my rep sends me, would you like me to go ahead and renew your Titans tickets for next year? Renewing before December the 15th locks in the early bird pricing and will save 7 to 10%. Okay. Totally a copycat of what the, the Predators do. But in all honesty, most of what the Titans do is a copycat of the Predators. So I sent my rep, and I'm not going to name the rep because it's not fair to that person. I'm a day one, year one season ticket holder. I was a season ticket holder at Vandy in 1998. I have been a hell of a lot more loyal to the Titans than they have been to me. The concept of jamming down my throat a December 15th deadline is absurd. There is no good reason to having for having to make this decision nine months before next season. Where is the loyalty to me for 25 years of buying your product? That's what the Titans should reward, but marketing savvy has never been your strength. Ouch. These people are <laughs> stupid. Why, why do they not see the picture of this kind of Thank you. I heard that in the background. Why, why do mean, they not see this? It's a valid concern. And, and I guess there is some of that, you know, we're the NFL, we'll, we'll dictate the terms and that sort of thing that goes on. But you know as well as I do that while that might fly in Chicago or Green Bay or New York and places like that, not necessarily going to fly well in Nashville, Tennessee. So my intention is to contact Burke Nihill, who has had, for my purposes, a very spotty track record of returning phone calls and see if he returns this one, because I'm trying to make the point. So what you're telling me is if somebody in the second year of buying a season ticket decides to go for this ridiculous December 15th, they get a 7 to 10% better rate than I do if I say in February, yes, I'll come back for a 25th year. That's stupid. 
Yeah, it's one of those deals sort of like everything else, George, how like with your cell phone bill, you can go to pick whichever cell phone company you want to talk about. And if you'll switch from the company you have now to their provider, they'll give you a 10 to 15 percent discount. Same thing like with, you know, cable or streaming or any of that kind of stuff. But yet if you've been with them and loyal for a number of years, they don't always afford you the same discount. Oh, they don't give a damn about a loyal customer and they never have. And and the sad thing is I'm not convinced Amy Strunk is that way, but I'm also not sure that she knows the day-to-day minutia of how they treat their customers. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, it may be something that you should probably bring to her attention. Yeah. Well, I mean, get me your phone number. <laughs> All right. <laughs> See you, Terry. All right. Bye. So, Watson, that was our daily Titans update. Oh, that was a good one. Very pleasant. Very pleasant. And it has been brought to us, George, mm-hmm. by uh, Sumner Funeral and Cremation. They are sharing their family with yours in your time of need. Now with two convenient locations in Gallatin and Hendersonville, also online at SumnerFuneral.com. Don't forget about the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. They are proven to be trusted with your most personal asset. The Justin Tucker team, Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. Give them a call at 615-906-8458. All right, we got a uh, huge update. No more Terry, so uh, got to get that view in there. There we go. Hi. Okay, George, we start with baseball. We haven't had a very, uh, very much baseball to talk about, but there are a couple monster deals to get to. Shortstop Trey Turner and the Phillies have agreed on an 11-year, $300 million contract, and that is uh, that deal ties Turner to the Phillies through the 2033 season. So Phillies have locked him up. God, what is their payroll between Turner and Bryce Harper? My God. Hmm. And then another one, Justin Whew. Verlander, agreed to a two-year $86 million deal with the Mets. And uh, Verlander is, of course, won the Cy Young this year, and he's still going. He's going to turn 40 in February. So, Watson, the, the Trey Turner deal, it's been rumored that it would be Philly for, for several weeks now. Verlander, I felt like, was going to the Mets the minute that Jacob deGrom decided to go to the Rangers. And, and the Rangers have taken a real gamble. Who knows what DeGrom's health yeah. situation is? Yeah, it, it wasn't good at the end of the year. No. It was not good. He he was he was a Joe at the end of the year, and I think he was hurt. Uh, and I think the Mets are taking a shot, George. A guy 40 years old is not – that's a lot of money for a 40-year-old guy that's a pitcher. It's not a yeah. first baseman or a designated hitter. It's a pitcher, and I that one to me is also a big chance. So – the only one that didn't look good for the Braves, I think Trey Turner's a heck of a player. Yeah, but I, I really like him. I think he's a winner. The Braves have a heck of a shortstop, and they need sign to him. sign him. I, sign I don't. Him. I don't know. I don't pretend. Yeah, I don't, to what know. are they waiting on? I don't know. I, I I wish I knew more. There's been very little that has come out on the Dansby Swanson and front. It, it doesn't feel good for some reason. No, it doesn't. Just reminds me of Freddie Freeman. I know. Yeah. The whole thing's going down the exact yeah. same way. You you don't want to see it end up that way. So, but for for Dansby, he's good enough to end up, you know, anywhere and still play well. Yeah, so he'll, he'll do fine, but he he belongs in it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean that's everybody knows that. 
Uh, George, NFL news, Carolina has waived Baker Mayfield. Uh, Steve Wilkes came out and said, sitting in this seat, it was a tough decision on my part, but something I felt like was the best move for the team moving forward. At 4-8, and eight, they're still in contention in, in that awful NFC South, and they'll go the rest of the season with Darnold and, and P.J. Walker and kind of figure it out from there. Yeah, and so. Walker's done fine. Watson, given Jimmy Garoppolo's deal yesterday, don't the 49ers have to at least look into Baker Mayfield? They signed an old pro, didn't they, Johnson? Was it Josh, yeah, uh, Josh Johnson? Josh Johnson. Johnson. He's, been on, he's been on about every team. And, of course, the kid that played Saturday was lights out, but that's coming off a bench. That's not having to be a week of thinking about being the starter. That is a great team. It's going to be real interesting to watch what they do because a, a solid quarterback, could win a Super Bowl with that team. Not a and great quarterback, just a solid quarterback. I watched their game yesterday. Brock Purdy, no, man, he stood tough. <laughs> he played lights out, he but I've did. seen many do that. And then all of a sudden, a week later, when it's their team, it gets a little tougher. And uh, but Have you given up on Baker Mayfield? No, not me. Not me. It, I, I'm fading, but I hadn't give up. I'm, he had won. I think I looked at the records of him and the other two, and the other two have won a lot more games than he has at Charlotte. I mean, yeah, with Carolina Panthers, and and uh, I don't know what the deal is with him, George. I can't. I don't, I don't know if the Cleveland deal went so bad so fast that he's not over it yet. And, Should the uh, Titans consider looking into him? I don't know why they wouldn't look into it. I'm not saying take him, but uh, they've got they've got to be ready because Ryan is getting now. I can start to see a tad of age on him, and uh, my yeah. gracious! So we fixing to get into that. Uh, who takes shots like Ryan Tannehill takes? Ooh. Who in the league sits there and takes shots like this guy he and seems tough. to catch all the grief for it? I mean, George, the the hits he took yesterday could have been a highlight reel for somebody's whole year, not in one game. For, for retirement. Yeah, show yeah. this. Or here's my career shots in one day. I mean, I, I don't know. Is it we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Hold on to the rest of that. Where I know. are you going, Billy? George, one more here. Jimmy Garoppolo is uh, out for the remainder of the season. He's a guy that took a shot. Uh, early in that game, uh, and Brock Purdy came in. You just touched yeah. on that, George, so uh, I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later. College football madness. I mean, transfer portal, of course, has opened up, and coaching uh, carousels continued. Cincinnati is hiring Louisville coach Scott Satterfield to be uh, the program's next coach. Weird hire. Yeah, in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Louisville play each other in the bowl game. Oh, it's not just play each other. That's a way back rivalry. Mm-hmm. Yes. What do they call it? There were major fights come from those two teams playing. I was part of not a fight, but I I know that rivalry, and I was shocked by the hire. Oh, I was shocked I mean, by the hire that Cincinnati. He was in trouble at Louisville. Yeah, and then they had had a they'd had a good rebound a midway through the season. Why but he was in trouble at that season and. And then Cincinnati goes and gets him, and he kind of snubs Louisville's face and takes off, and uh, that's. And then they play each other. I don't think he'll be. I don't know if he's coaching either team. And is he going to coach 
Louisville in the first half and Cincinnati <laughs> in the second? Or what's he? I tell you what, he's going to do it from the Red Sox third base coaching box. Yeah. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's now been he's coach of both teams. He's in one role. He's going to do it from midfield. They're both on the same sideline. It just goes both offenses. It just switch offenses at the when the when the ball turns over. <laughs> Go to the uh, other one. There's a lot of other movement, George. DJ, uh, we like to say ukulele. He's a stiff. Ukulele. Has entered the transfer portal. He's um, a stiff. That Cade Klubnik kid, a lot might that that might have a lot to do with it. Yeah, but what what is this coaching staff been waiting on? I mean, Watson. <laughs> They're about eight weeks late. Why couldn't they do it one more week? Just one more week. Leave him in one more game. That's all I needed. I mean, those those first two throws, I mean, they were into the dirt. I'm sitting there and I'm saying, this thing's in the bag. (laughs) He was playing awful. I mean, just awful. Watson, could you make the point that this move should have been made six weeks ago? Oh, I think after that game, it's obvious, and it's obvious to Dabo. He made a big mistake. It may have cost him a shot at the Final Four. Yeah. I mean, it really might have. That might have cost him a shot. Knowing DJ just entered the portal, it was probably Dabo saying, look, Cade's our guy. (laughs) Go. Well, (laughs) but but think about that. Now, we always want to talk about the player, and they're not dedicated to the player enough. And here is a guy that stuck with him. Stuck by DJ, 100%. Tried to get him better. He's my guy. He's my guy. The minute they bench him for one game and the other kid goes off, he leaves. But do we I know mean, where's that? the loyalty on either end of this deal? I mean, Okay, but let me ask you this. Is it possible he made this decision seven weeks ago? I doubt it. If I doubt I, it, too. But I, I, I would think he, if he's still the quarterback at Clemson, where are you going to go and be a – be in a better place to be a quarterback at a university. I mean, Youngstown State. And I promise you, he's made good bucks there. See, that's the other thing we don't talk about. Um, if he's on a million dollar deal, and now he just leaves that million dollar deal for one that's going to be a million at another school. So, I mean, it's free I see no loyalty by players now in any direction, too. We always want to talk about the coach's loyalty, but I'm also now seeing player loyalty. Is is it's all for the dollar, man. Hold on to the Vandy stuff, okay? Until we get to college football, we need to go to the break. Then Watson's Titans analysis. When we come back in this go round, may not be all that pretty. This is Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. 
I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Barner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email Eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Okay, let's get into it. Watson Brown's Titans Analysis. There it is, brought to you by the folks at Pennington Distilling Company. Okay, they got ripped in Philly yesterday. We all knew there was a chance that they were going down in the city of brotherly love. Watson, they got toasted. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. This one is right there with the Bills game um, back early in the year, George. Just a, just a killing in every, every area, every department. I think we had 59 yards in the second half and no points. Um, they were right at 500 yards and didn't play anybody in the fourth quarter. They had reserves in by 10 minutes of the fourth quarter, and uh, it, it was a kill. I'm, I'm not uptight about it because they're sitting so good. They're, they're in. They're going to go no worse than yeah. 10 and 7. I mean, 
George, they're going to go no worse than 10 and seven. They got Houston and Jacksonville twice in Houston of their, of their last five. And, and they got the Cowboys at home and the Chargers on the road. So, and, and they could very well beat one of those two pretty easy, probably uh, the Chargers, especially. Um, but they've got a lot to get better at if they're going to have any shot. And they've got five weeks here to get better. I listened to Mike's after the game to the team stuff and, we're at a crossroads. We've got to decide this. He's setting up the next five weeks to go into the playoffs. He knows they got a chance to be pretty good down the stretch here with their record. And uh, I think that's exactly what he was doing after that game yesterday because he knows it gets a little easier from here. Watson, the offensive line issues right now are obvious because Derrick Henry doesn't have a chance. Yeah, the offensive line was what we call stable, we thought. And George, you got to understand the Titans are six and zero against non-winning teams. They're one in five against teams with a winning record. So honestly, they really hadn't been all that great all year long. They've taken care of business and beaten the losing teams. The only one I think they beat was Washington, and when they beat Washington, I don't think they had a winning record then. Yeah, they've had they've right. gotten a winning record since that point, so they've got time here. But the offensive line went from stable. My gracious, I mean, Derrick Henry hadn't hadn't had a good game in four weeks now, and uh, when you play and you go back to the first one, military ball only works when you can run the ball well and have really good field position and play solid defense. George, that's their military style of ball. They haven't been able to run it in four weeks. And yesterday, the punter really by far had his worst day. He's hitting low line drives. The Eagles are catching it going full speed the other way. The guy's 15, 20 yards before he'd see a Titan shirt. That's not field position. So, a lot of the Titans' way yesterday was really just thrown back in their face. And I think they have prided themselves and we have backed them. We are the toughest team in the NFL. I think the last two teams have taken that on. I think they read that and they say, oh, they think they're the toughest team in the NFL and they're going to come in here and run over us. I think the Bengals took it on and I think the Eagles took it on. So if you're going to claim that, you better be that. They've got to get back to their style, and I'm really worried about this offensive line. Can't pass protect lick. Hadn't been able to all year. We can pass protect on play action passes and that kind of stuff. When it's time to drop back and throw it, it is a sift. And when, when you play military-style ball, as I like to call it, and you get behind and then you have to start throwing to catch up, whew, that's not fun. That's not a fun thing to try to do. And, and it's it really shows when they get in a game like they did yesterday, as it showed in the Bills game the same way. Watson, they benefit. You and I both know this. They benefit from two things. Number one, it's a crappy division. And as part of it being a crappy division, they get to play Houston twice, Jacksonville twice, Indy twice. And so their ability to have a nice record is built on what, you know, this is cyclical, but right now the division is a cream puff. Yeah, I mean, if they went, if they go 10 and 7, which they would be easy, easily favored to do, 
They may be 11 and 6, 10 and 7, somewhere right in there. If they go 10 and 7, George, that means six of those 10 wins were those six, those three teams. So they really had a pretty easy road to get there. I think Mike now is thinking of, okay, we're going to be there. It's about impossible not to get there. What do we got to do in the next five weeks to prepare for that? We're going to have a home game and we're going to be in the playoffs. What do we got to do in the next five weeks? I think that's exactly how he's approaching his football team right now. We want to get to this goal, guys. We've got five weeks to fix it. Let's start now into a new season here. We're thinking playoffs. We're preparing for the playoffs. Let's finish this out. I think that's the way behind closed doors he's talking to them. You put as the third this phrase, you get what you pay for. You know where I'm coming from. I mean. Yes, I do. You're sitting here with a team you think is good enough to contend for a Super Bowl. And you let one of the best receivers in the league, and he is. He's one of the top five receivers in the league. And you let him go because of dollars. I just don't know how you do that. And so you get what you pay for. Philadelphia paid for him, and he's coming through. He was the best football player along with Jalen Hurts. That's the two best football players on the field yesterday. And uh, it, it just made it come right back in our face, George. I mean, you're sitting there. This guy should be a number 11 on our team, making those plays yesterday against Philadelphia. We go with a rookie that's getting better. He is, but he's a rookie. And so how can you sit there in your mind and say, we have a Super Bowl contender, but you let maybe the most important, second most important piece to – Derrick Henry on your offense go because of dollars. They say, well, cap space, then go restructure somebody's contract in the off season. Go to Ryan Tannehill and say, Ryan, I'll pay you more here at the end. If you'll give me a break right now and let us keep uh, AJ Brown here. I would think if you went to him, Taylor Lewan, Derrick Henry, I don't know who I would have gone to. But I would have gone if that was the case and said, we need to keep this guy if we've got a true Super Bowl. Now, if we were rebuilding, okay. But we went into the season, George, saying this is a Super Bowl contender right here in Nashville. And I just, just again, I harp on that. I think he's done, John and they've done a good job in a lot of ways with different players. This one was, in my personal opinion, a big, big mistake. Okay, the fourth one is another real area of concern, and that is on days where the opposing offensive line can handle the Titans' front four, the pass defense is abysmal. No pass rush, no pass defense. We, we play decent pass defense when the quarterback's on his heels and there's people in his face. When yep. he gets to stand back there like Jalen Hurts did – George, there weren't open people. There were wide open people. I mean, there's tight ends running in seams and you hardly see a Titan jersey. There's deep square ends. There's double moves. There, I mean, I don't know. It, it just We're just not good enough back there without the pass rush. And the pass rush, I think, has fallen off uh, because Autry's not in there. I think he's a yeah. piece of that. Uh, inside a big piece of that on passing downs. I think Simmons is hurt. 
in my personal opinion, he needs to come out a week, maybe two. They got to get him ready for the playoffs. They got to get him totally healthy. Because he is not Jeffrey Simmons right now, George. And to me, Bud Dupree has been a disappointment to me. I just don't see quickness in Bud Dupree coming around the corner. He had one yesterday where he rushed the pass. He was unblocked. They had a pass protection breakdown. He's free, and he goes and nails the guy and gets us 15 yards. Yeah, that was stupid. And he nailed him. He nailed him to the wall and got us 15 yards and uh, gave him a first down when it was third and long. I'm not big right now on Bud Dupree. I don't see quickness in him like I did when he's with the Steelers. So we got no pass rusher right now. Yesterday we weren't – Jalen Hurts could – it was like it was seven on seven out there, flag football. There was nobody around him. And when he got a little bit in his face, he just rolled to the outside and made plays like that. Jalen Hurts is playing good football, by the way. But, man, did we help him yesterday uh, with nobody in his face. And, George, I worry about it because Mike is not a big blitz guy. He's a defend guy. He wants to bend but not break, fits the military style that he plays. But we've got to have more pass rush. I don't see it coming until we get Autry back and Jeffrey Simmons healthy. Healthy. And he needs to, by the time he plays in that first game at home in the playoffs, those two kids need to be 100%. Those two guys are not kids. And I don't care what you got to do to get there. We're not going to lose to the Jags, and we're not going to lose to Houston at home. We're not going to do that. Find a way to get these kids healthy by the time it's time to get to the playoffs. Because if our defensive line isn't playing like it was early in the year, we have no chance on defense. Of the teams we could end up playing in the playoffs, is are the Jets the one that you'd feel some level of confidence about? Yeah, and who, they're Bengals, Jets, um, Ravens still in the mix. Who's the other one? Bengals have now taken the division lead, so the odds. So it's, and they have a home game against Baltimore. So Baltimore looks like they now enter this picture. And I think we match them well. I do. We'll play the run well. Baltimore's built run first, pass second, even though Jackson is throwing better. Um, The Jets are are Baltimore. I think we'd have a good shot at at home in the first round. I do. So I think that's a winnable game. And then we're probably going to have to go to Kansas City, right, and then to Buffalo, looks like right now. So that would be two road games to get to the Super Bowl. Those will be tough on us. Neither, but I do think we're sitting pretty good right now. If we get better, we get Burks back and get him reps. The kid can't stay on the field because of injury. Get him reps. Get Autry back. Get Simmons healthy. Get Ryan Tannehill healthy. I wouldn't have put him back in that game the other day. I think Mike Vrabel went to him and said, hey, I'm going to take you out, and Ryan talked him into staying one more series. But he hurt his other ankle a little bit yesterday. Yeah, They're killing him. They're killing the kid. And and they've got to get those people healthy if they do, and they get back on track and motivate that dang offensive line because they've gone, they've faded into the sunset. Derrick Henry ought to just be upset as he can be. George, he's not getting hardly back to the no. line of scrimmage right no. now. This don't look like those years of Derrick Henry running wild. He he has no chance. This is not Derrick Henry's fault. He's not getting back to the line of scrimmage. 
Let's do this. We'll go to the break, and then we will hear part of Mike Vrabel's press conference from earlier today. It doesn't look all that good at the moment, but we've said that before, and they have bounced back. So always remember, this has been a very resilient group. We'll talk about it more. Mike Vrabel is next. This is Main Street Media Television. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Durad Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost. Providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome.
And we are back. And as quick as we're back, we're going to take you to Mike Vrabel's press conference and let you hear about 10 minutes of it. Here goes. Sure. You know, so it's probably a little bit of both. Not saying it was all on the left side of the field, but I mean, given the struggles up front, do you think it might be time to consider another option on left side? We'll consider everything we possibly can to win a game, Tron. So, thank you. Well, I mean, where were the struggles that I left or on the whole line period? I think we struggled everywhere today. You know, you're at the game, so you know everybody's quick to to make it about one guy. But uh, it's never about one guy. We've been down this road before. So, you know, when, when, you, when you get beat, you know, there's a lot of things that went wrong. And uh, certainly we'll have to you know, look at a, a bunch of different things. Those five guys seem to have a hard time against however many guys they brought. Scared for Ryan there in terms of beating that he would say. Well, you have to understand it's, you know, how critical it is to, you know, protect your quarterback. You know, when your quarterback – you know, gets hit. Um, nothing good can come of it. But we also have to be able to, you know, get get open and, and be able to, you know, there were times where we had had some protection, you know, and the protection was good. But then when you get into, you know, you get down and you get behind late in the game and it becomes a drop back game, that's not certainly not where you want to live against a team that has, you know, some of some of the rushers that they do. Well, making sure that we protect them, making sure that we, you know, use our chip help, making sure that uh, you know, we'll give them, you know, give an opportunity for the quarterback to progress through. No. Well, I mean, I think it would probably, um, probably affected it. You know what I mean? We had four wide receivers available. Um, for the game, you know, so we lost, lost one, and that kind of, you know, put us into a little bit of, you know, but you have to be prepared and use some 12 personnel and, you know, had CJ in there. Well, I mean, I think he's doing okay from what I've seen and what has I been able to see him at halftime and talk to him after the game. Um, but, you know, we expect that from Chalen just because of, you know, I, I know what he's capable of. It's unfortunate that you know he couldn't finish the game. You said time and time again that the charge for the leadership of the team is to do things that are in the best interest of the team. How did John's trade of AJ turn out to be in the best interest of his team? Well, it's not about AJ. AJ had a good game. Um, you know, we can't give up big plays on on defense. You know, we we tried to make them earn it coming into the game. You know, we clearly weren't able to. That's something you guys have done well, keeping teams from making big passing plays against you. It seems like the last couple of games have been more of Was that a question, is, Buck, or was that a there, was that a comment? A comment. Yes. Good. You made a great comment. Is there any yeah, we did. Yeah, they made plays, and we didn't. You know, we didn't affect the quarterback. And again, 
you know, they were able to, to come down with some plays down the field on some 50-50 balls. And I thought early, you know, we weren't, you know, we tried to cage him and make him throw from the pocket to his to his second read. Um, and, and he was able just, you know, to work the vertical game. And so I think we started to rush a little bit um, and, and try to get him, you know, we affected him at times, just just not clearly enough. Is Trey less likely to get that P.I. call if he turns his head because the ball's not in you, um, yeah, you you have you get a lot more leeway uh, when you're playing the football. You know, when you're looking back, and you know, again, when you're not playing the football, um, we've known for a lot of years that the that your um, any contact is really going to be exaggerated, which it should be. You know, so we have to play the football. We have to be able to to be in phase and, and turn around and, and try to play the football, and then they're going to give you probably a little bit more leeway. Yeah, I'll have to look at the tape, but my guess is it was a double move. Uh, Christian had um, right to the space, and um, again, this is this is this crew's from all over. Like they just put this crew together today, so I, I don't know. I just know that I hear what they tell me sometimes about yeah, the DB has right to that space. Um, did he take a charge? I don't know. But that's supposed to be, you know, again, is he coming in from the side or do we have that space? And then we're entitled to that space. You know, I, I couldn't tell him and it didn't didn't see enough in the replay. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that, that it's over with. Yeah, I mean, they called they what they call it, legal contact. Whatever. I don't know. You'd have, again, these are all great questions you can go ask, you know. Get the pool reporter, whoever that is, and go ask. And I, I don't know. Well, I mean, I had a very good year coming in, and again, he can scramble and you know throw from the pocket. Did a nice job from the pocket, and and been, was able to. You know, make it difficult. You know, so we stopped. You know, the run game and and just weren't able to to make them earn it down the field. I'm just concerned when we lose. I'm disappointed for the players when we lose. Well, I mean, I think we're at a crossroads. I told the team, I think we're at a crossroads and kind of how we. You know, want to want to continue down this season, and uh, you know we can't can't point fingers. You know we have to assume that that each and every one of us didn't do a good enough job because we didn't. Um, you know we have to come to work with with greater energy and, and greater resolve to to prepare to win a football game against a you know a division opponent. And uh, you know it sucks losing. It sucks getting beat the way we did. Um, but but we have to, you know, we got to make a decision. You know, how much are we willing to invest uh, and and trust in in what the you know, the coaches are doing, trust in what each and other players are doing. I just I think it's a critical time for us. Okay, so let's ask Watson Brown this question. Watson, he he says it's about commitment and trust. Is it or is it more? Who are your Jimmys and Joes 
that you're playing with. I think it's all that is in that. It's in an umbrella of all of that, George. And where I, I totally felt what he was up to right there. He's up to what's left. We're going to be in the playoffs. We've got to get a lot better in the next five weeks. Will we or will we not? Will we stick together, improve on the places we got to improve from coaches making better decisions, players working harder, playing better on Sundays? I think he set the whole thing up. He knows what's left. He knows he should win three of those, probably win one of the other two. So I I would say he's going anywhere from 10, 7 to 12, 5. He might win all five of them. The Cowboys at home will be the toughie. But will the Cowboys – and I think the Cowboys would still be playing then because they're going to be fighting with the Eagles. And if they beat the Eagles and they get within one game of them, they're going to be playing their hearts out late in the year. But he's no worse than 10-7. And he knows he's in and he's playing at home. So, in my mind, that whole conversation after that game was, okay, we finished the toughest one left. We got the Cowboys maybe, but okay. From here on, let's prepare ourselves to be the best we can be when we get to playoff time. Last year, we were the number one seed, but we weren't the best we could be at playoff time. This year, we're going to be the best we can be at playoff time. I think behind closed doors, that's what they're talking about. And uh, if I was him, and I'm not, hadn't been offered to be, uh, but if I was him, I would rest some of these guys somewhere along the way. I would get Brian Tannehill better. I would get Simmons better. I would not bring Long back too too quick with a with a hamstring pull. Uh, I I would not put Autry back out there till he's absolutely ready because they can win three of these games and get it's the a luxury they have without some of those guys. Yeah. It's a luxury they have that virtually no other team has. And they I don't think there's one in the league that does. Nobody. Yeah. What what percentage do you think Jeffrey Simmons was yesterday? About 80. Yeah. And 80% with a guy that's a pass rusher and a dominator and chases balls down the field like I watch him doing, tackling people 20, 30 yards downfield. You're not seeing any of that anymore. Yeah. And that's totally because of injury. It's sure not because of attitude. That kid is loves to play football, and he's hurt. And I just think somewhere along the way – if they just keep letting him linger through week after week, George, and he's not back 100% because Autry and Simmons have to be 100% for this defense to get back to where it was. Have to be. They have to be 100%. And uh, the, the, the big problem I think he's got is offensive line. I think that is the one position where he's saying, are we good enough? Are we good enough to get back and play this style of ball? Because it all starts with Derrick Henry's runs. And if are we good enough to get him going again? I think that's his biggest concern. We'll go to the break. We'll get to stat of the day. And then we'll turn loose college football. We've got ourselves a playoff. And guess what? Georgia in the one seed has a tougher road than Michigan at number two. It's a little bit of a fluke, but that's the truth. Stay with us.
This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year. I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. Walmart supply chain is hiring in Lebanon. Earn up to $22.25 an hour when you join our new fulfillment center. Enjoy competitive pay and premium perks, including 100% paid college tuition, 401k match, flexible schedules, a free Walmart Plus membership that includes discounts, and free Paramount Plus, paid time off, and so much more. Fulfilling work starts right here text JOIN to 240-240. That's JOIN 240-240 to apply now. Hit After Hit has become the baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several iron mic pitching machines as well as a hit tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care with 16 sub-specialized physicians. Our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch. When I made the decision to host the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night, Strike and Spare is where I turned. And what a wise decision that turned out to be. They have five locations in our area with family attractions. They're perfect for birthdays, groups and corporate outings, and holiday parties. For more info, it's simple. Go to strikeandspare.com. Hey everyone, I'm John English, this is Keith Wallace, and we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster. 
Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It's now time for Stat of the Day. It is brought to you by the great folks at John English Vintage Sports and Cards over in Shelbyville, Tennessee. They've got memorabilia, trading cards, antique and historical sports equipment, games, advertising, and so many other sport-related items. Of course, they're open Tuesdays through Fridays from noon to 5 and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5. Visit them online at John English Graded Cards. Dot com. Also, don't forget about Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. Give Eric a call at 615-490-7052 or visit rockcastlewealth.com for more information. Okay, let's see what Michael's got for us today. And it's SEC football. That's the category. Stetson Bennett, Georgia quarterback, has seven career touchdown passes in SEC title games. Who is the only other SEC quarterback with more career touchdown passes in SEC title games. Oh, good Lord. Would that be A.J. McCarron? He's the only one played in two. Who else played in two? Would Aaron Murray have played in two for Georgia? I don't know if he did or not. I know he played in that one where they just about beat Alabama. Uh, yeah, we well, got down lost. to about the five-yard line. Yeah. By the way, Stetson Bennett ought to be invited in oh, absolutely! Trophy, and you never hear his name at all. No, no you, you don't hear. You don't hear a peep. Um, uh, what about uh, one of the Florida guys? They threw it a ton those days. Okay, that would be uh, Werfel. Danny Werfel, and then uh, the kid from Mississippi, the number nine. I played against him when I was at Mississippi State. Coached against. Now him. wait a minute. Hold on a second. Ole Miss. Not nice. No, I thought he was from Mississippi. High school was. Uh, what was the kid? Number nine, the skinny, taller kid from Florida. Yeah, played oh, from Florida. Uh, Shane Matthews. Yeah, Shane Matthews, Danny Warfel. It's one of those two, or it's AJ McCarron. I don't think anybody else played in two. I, I, okay, I bet it's Warfel. McCarron. You, huh? you think it's Warfel? I think it's Warfel or McCarron. Okay. George, George, what do you think? Uh, I think it's worth it. Okay, what? Let, hold on a second. Let me ask this one, though, about Tebow, because I went to two in a row that he played. There you go. He might have. Alabama. But was he running those touchdowns in? I don't in, remember. It says TD I, you know, passes. I, young and I don't know if he had seven <laughs> touchdown passes. Watson, did you hear what I said? No, what'd you say? I was young and thin back then. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> um, let's go with McCarron. One of the two. One of the two ain't bad. Yeah. Okay. Final Thank answer, you. McCarron. Yeah. Danny it Warfel. is Danny Werfel. Dad gummit. Yeah. I thought y'all'd be all over it. Okay, we were close. Man, ten. That's crazy. so. He he played in three in a row. I guess. Wow. That's wild. That is wild. Okay. Would, that's crazy. Well, that was Spurrier, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. They threw it around. Spurrier, bless his heart. Where where do you think he came up with the Citrus Bowl line? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he came up with it. It just popped out. That's day. just his personality. Oh. It just, I think I read that that was at a speaking thing. It, oh, he sure. Was, he was somewhere at a banquet or something, uh, quarterback yeah. club speaking. Columbia quarterback he, club. He, he, he did, no, no, no. This was while he was oh, still in When he was in Florida. Yeah, he was in Florida when he made that statement. Oh, yeah. you talk about <laughs> That's a great yeah, that, went that went over real well. 
Oh. Okay, we ready? Five o'clock oh, hour is here. Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint is the sponsor. They combine a state-of-the-art orthopedic service with a family atmosphere. Whether you've got a sports injury, sprained ankle, or a major joint replacement, they've got everything you need uh, to take care of you. Their mission is to provide high-quality, specialized care in a compassionate manner. Visit them online at mtbj.net for more information. And, George, the, the playoffs here. It is No set. kidding. No kidding. No. So, so this is the last. This uh, is the last time we do this. This is the last time we get to do this oh, with Watson. This is big. Yeah. This is big. Top four. You all know it. Watson, I contend that Michigan in the two hole is in better shape than Georgia than that is in the one. I can understand why you say that. I mean, because playing Ohio State. Uh, and everybody's trashing them a little bit right now. And so, <laughs> yeah, other than it is in Atlanta. And when Georgia decides to play, they've been untouchable. When they don't play, they've had some close games. But when they decide to play, they've been untouchable. But that wouldn't be the one I'd want to draw. I'll tell you that. You know, there was a part of me that wondered when TCU was down – I think in double digits in that game, are we going to get a Georgia versus Alabama, Ohio State versus Michigan? ESPN's dream. Oh my God! Can you imagine what a well? That's what it would have been if they thrown TCU out. That would have been. Yeah. It would have been three, four. George, thank goodness the committee defended championship games because they put TCU in over Alabama who played in a championship game and got beat and Alabama didn't get there. And uh, I wonder if it had been TCU that lost and Southern Cal had won, would they have put them in over Ohio State? I sure hope so because if you didn't, then you ought to do away with the conference championship games because they don't mean anything to the committee. And uh, I think they, that it was a good move because it defended conference championship games by leaving them in. Let, let's go real quickly to what Watson says is five through eight. Okay. And, and look, most people agree that those are five, six, seven, eight in some order. Watson, this Utah bunch – Nobody in their right mind wants to play them when they're on their A game. Oh, when they're ready to roll, George, and they're on, they're as physical as George is. That's a very physical football team on both sides of the ball. Um, I wouldn't want to mess with them, and Penn State's going to catch them. And I'm telling you, I'd, I'd take Utah today. I just think they're just going to get right in your face and physically you to death. I would put Tennessee in front of Alabama if Hendon Hooker was still playing. I would have. I didn't because losing your starting quarterback is a big difference. That's why I put them six. I gave them just credit for what they've done to put them six because, really, uh, I would have put them behind Clemson, but Clemson's quarterback play has been poor anyway. So, But that's the only reason I put Tennessee six and Alabama five. I Tennessee beat Alabama, so I – I just think Tennessee should be in front of Alabama if they were full, fully loaded and Henry Hooker was still playing. And and that's what people forget, uh, this Tennessee over Alabama argument. Yes, the stats, everything supports it. 
But the committee, you, you, to an extent, you got to say, hey, they took into account Hendon Hooker is no longer there. He is hurt. Well, you have to. You have to take that right. And and me. that's what people forget, Watson. And and it 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 annoys me because you th- th- we wanted a committee. This is why we wanted to go away with the BCS. We wanted people involved who would make these decisions and take injuries into account. So I I don't understand that now. If they, get, I, if they got beat 63-28 like they did and Hendon Hooker didn't get hurt, they're in front of Alabama. They're yes. the ones everybody's talking about Yes, uh, to me instead of Alabama. Along what if, with Ohio what if Milton had been brilliant, completed all those long balls, and they'd want to help nothing? That, that would have helped, helped George. Yeah. I, think, I think his play was also part of – why they didn't bump him in front of Alabama? Yes, he did. He did not play anywhere close to the Hendon Hooker standards in that game, and uh, I think that's part of it too. I think you hit a very important point to talk to Tennessee fans about that are upset. But honestly, if they're fair, they should not be. They ought to be excited that they got put sixth. Yeah, to me, because when you lose your quarterback of that, maybe was going to win the Heisman. Just maybe. If he had stayed healthy, he would have had good stats in that game. He would have had great stats against Vanderbilt. They had people wide open all over the field. I'm not sure he wouldn't have won the Heisman, guys. Well, let me ask you this, Watson. Is it possible that in spite of his injury, that he's still the best player in college football this year? Uh, (laughs) I think it's hard to say he wasn't. I mean, I, I get that Caleb Williams is probably going to win it. He deserves to be there. There's no doubt about it. Hooker? Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I, I think I think all four of the SEC guys deserve to be there. I think Bryce Young deserves to be there. They, Alabama don't win near them the games they won without Bryce Young. No, they're, an eight, they they're have, an eight and four I team mean, without Bryce Young. They have oh. not announced the invitees yet, have they? Uh-uh. No, they're they, taking well, four. Well, the and, kid at TCU ought to be one of them. Oh, gracious. How do you leave that kid out? Yeah. I mean, listen. Guys, that may be one of the guttiest performances Ooh. in my whole career. And I've watched and been involved in a bunch of football, college football games. I've never seen a quarterback with that kind of grit, toughness, competitiveness, and just absolutely dead, but get up and will his way. And, guys – not to be a second guesser, but what, we are, um, I guess. Well, I got I was going to ask well, you why in the world do they not give him the ball on the goal line once out of them? I two heard plays? a lot of analysts saying he was too tired. You can't so give me a break. That kid, uh, uh-uh. that kid so, would have got that ball in that end. Yep. Yep. Is that on Sonny Dykes or is that offensive coordinator? I have no idea procedure and who makes the calls and what. But if I'm the head coach, I turn and say, I don't care what run you call, give it to fifteen. Yeah, and if and if I'm fifteen's hands, you got to wonder if he was saying that. You know, give me the ball, I'll score, or if he was just like, (laughs) well, let me ask you this, Watson. This is hard. This is probably very unfair. Both of them are stupid calls. When you get to fourth down, if you're Duggan and your offensive coordinator or your head coach has gone stupid again. Do you call timeout and go over there and say, what the hell are y'all doing? I'm not sure that it it, if it should have gone down just like Hoosiers. When the whole offense looked at each other and says, uh-uh, 
call timeout. Let's get over and talk to our head coach. Right. Just like happened in Hoosiers in the in the movie Hoosiers when they all looked around and said, uh-uh, <laughs> give it to him. And that's what should have happened, I think, the other day. I think the whole offense should have said, wait a minute now, including the tailback that was carrying the ball. Yeah, where's uh, Jimmy Chipwood when you need yeah. him? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I seriously believe that. They they win that game, and uh, if if they give him the ball, he gets it in the end zone. Somehow, ran, some way, he's getting it in that end zone. Ran the same play twice. It was just ISO up the middle. Back got, to back, and, and, and got, got nothing it. either time. I mean, and you got nineteen bodies in about yeah, and they know six what's coming. Area. Yeah, well, and that's not their style of play. They're an open offense out in the yeah. middle of the field, and you're doing something that that's not what you do. And uh, I don't know. Don't Easy like to it. say, like I used to say at the Vanderbilt Commodore Clubs, George went on Mondays every time, and <laughs> I was stupid enough to say, "Is there any questions?" Well, there's twenty thousand hands went up. <laughs> Coach, how's you running? And I remember a guy said, well, to me, that wasn't a good call. I said, you're right. It didn't work. And he said, would you call something else if you were in that situation again? I said, yeah. Now I would. Yeah, I think I would. It didn't work. So I think I'd try something different. So easy to say that after it don't work. We now get you to studs and duds. Here we go. Oh, my brother's going to be one of these duds. It's no, got I left. Be. I left him out. Oh, you should politically have. correct. <laughs> you shouldn't. Have. I just you're didn't being feel good like to I me on that. that one. No, I just didn't feel like I could do that to you. Utah stud. Oh my God! You talk about a beatdown. They they played with a huge chip they on their shoulder let too. USC, no, we are your daddy. Yeah, you, you <laughs> they heard that a lot. That, that time I agree with you. They, they did. They, they heard know. that song that dun, 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 they just said, take this. Well, and they figured out USC couldn't tackle worth a lick. Oh, their Coach. tackling was horrendous. They they just, they did say, we're coming after you boys. We're coming to hit you in the face. Get ready. And they did it. And Southern Cal had no answer other than to wave the white flag. <laughs> Here was stud number two. Don't know how many people saw it. Texas San Antonio Ooh, is good. good. They can score. They're pretty good. You know what I say is one of the best bowl games? Troy against this team. Mm. Troy is very good. In in what bowl? I forget the bowl, but it's Troy against Texas uh, San Antonio. I'm telling you, that's going to be a heck of a football game. You watched Troy the other night. Yeah, when they oh, just they, absolutely kill Coastal Carolina. They tore I the mean, goal for us. Kill them. We'll get to that. Oh, okay. I figured. <laughs> yeah, almost stole my thunder. Kansas State. You know what? Nobody in their right mind wants to play them. Nope. Alabama's got them. Isn't it Good crazy? Luck. It was the same situation in both the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, uh, or the Big Twelve title games, where you had a tough teams like K-State and Utah. Just getting it done, and they, you know, because they didn't have anything to lose. Utah just pinned their ears. In a related note, they just scored again. <laughs> and Kansas State didn't back down a lick, guys. No, no, they kept coming right up. back at them. Kept coming right back at them. That running back, he's, oh, he's a stud. He is. He is a really good player. He does remind me of the kid that played in the league and from Kansas State, Darren Sproles. Yeah, they. they he kept reminds me up. so much of him. 
It's it's eerie. It's eerie. Okay, final stud. How about the two-lane green wave? In front of a sellout. Yeah, that place was packed. When's the last time that happened? Oh. 1940? I don't know. First ever conference championship for Tulane in history of the school. Good for them. <laughs> Good for them. Good for them. Good for now, them. Man. Now to the duds. And we start with Coastal. Nice performance. Uh, now you know why. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the coach was leaving. Yeah, uh, I mean they knew it. Players had to know it. That's why they didn't show. Okay, is that when when that happens? Because we saw Liberty do it to Hugh Freeze. Yep, they got the snot beat out of them by a team Murfreesboro, Oakland would beat by ten points. New Mexico State. <laughs> you like that? That's so do do players just get together in a room and say screw him? <sighs> I don't know. This I, I've, I've I left five schools as head coach, so it's hard for me to. I don't know. It's just not a good situation, George. Yeah, nothing good comes from it. We didn't have a game left when I did it, so I didn't have to deal with it. But um, it's just not good. No, nobody wins when the coach leaves. It's not a good situation. Here is a team that is a fraud, Boise. <laughs> They've really frequent dud. They have what a dud they. And that was been. my game. If it wasn't my brother, that was what I was going. Boise. Mm -hmm. or, or no, Fresno. I was taking Fresno. Okay, let me. I think Boise's that. been a Clemson kind of all year, just kind of a underachieving. They have not no living offense. up to the standards. No offense. No quarterback. Not real no good quarterback, quarterback play. Uh, Boise reminded me of Clemson on a smaller scale, and uh, Fresno's quarterback was back and he'd missed like four or five games in a row. So getting him back and that was going to be my pick till I went with my heart. <laughs> we have three duds and we left Carolina out. Well, I, well I, I added another one after just, just to, make you? It, to make it four duds. Yeah. So we'll USC see. is we'll the see. dud. <laughs> they play that. We harmonize well together, George. They play those two songs after every play. Yeah, it, it was ridiculous. Oh. I mean, I heard it a and lot. And they had nothing to play for. <laughs> that sword swung and I missed a bunch yesterday. <laughs> was, okay, let, let's, let's see. Swing and misses. Let's see. The last dud, I, I, I didn't do support. UNC, but Ohio. Oh. We had, didn't Darren, wasn't that Darren's pick or, or no? I know somebody was thinking about picking them this week. Darren, Darren took that game. Yes. Yeah. He took Darren's Ohio. Pick. They put up seven points. Who did I take? I take Central Florida. Yeah. Uh, that's right. I forgot who you took. Whatever. Tough weekend for yeah. underdog. But Central and, you Florida, know, the kid that, uh, the Plumley didn't play. Yeah. He got he benched did early. early. He did early. Oh, did he early? They benched I turned it over there and started. Yeah, watching. but I think he's hurt, and I think they knew it. Yeah, yeah. Without him playing, you wouldn't have took them if you'd have known that. I promise. All of, all of you watching this, repeat after me: O H I O. The, the Ohio State people do that, <laughs> and I'm like, you. That's learned, the dumbest chance. You've learned how to spell Ohio. <laughs> there, there's a group of them that used to get together, and and at a place that I would go watch games and anytime Ohio state would score that 
there'd be a guy that oh <laughs> i oh oh okay I, I i think i put that in my top five games georgia ohio state i got that in my top five best games of the bowls that's gonna Don't be fun you? i agree i hadn't thought about it yet i'm i'm i looked at some and i told you I had troy and um um dang. Troy and Texas El Paso, Texas San Antonio. San Antonio. I've got Tennessee and and Clemson. I think that's going to be a great game. And I I like my oh two teams that kind of falter down the stretch with great offenses. If Bo Nix plays, Oregon and North Carolina. I think that's going to be a wild. Neither one of them play any defense at all. That thing may go up and down the field forever. And holiday bowls always had a large score with it. Yeah. I've just been handed a bulletin as we go to the break. The Dallas Cowboys have recovered a fumble. (laughs) What did they put up, 60 last night? I mean. 55, 54, 54. It it was 21 to 19 late (laughs) in the third quarter. Poor Jeff. My God. Poor Saturday. We'll go to the break. We've got some things to talk about on the college football front. Stick around. This is Main Street Media Television, and that music was a little bit loud. (laughs) My bad, George. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. 
We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Okay, here are some things we want to talk about in our little college football notebook. Watson, I don't really know the answer. In that room, do you think Alabama came close to getting in or absolutely not even close? I don't think they came close. I think it was the, when, when the game was that close, uh, I, don't, I think Alabama was out. Two losses and not playing in the championship game, not winning your division. Alabama didn't even win the division, as Tennessee didn't. And, no, I don't think they came close. They came close in that they were the next one in, but they didn't come close to getting in the four. If TCU had lost big, that's the only way I think then it's a major discussion. But the way that game went down, the way TCU came back late, scored – the way that kid took him down the field, no way you're keeping TCU out of that. Okay, let's go to Dion in Colorado. Watson, we all think Colorado's a bad job, and yet at the same time, Colorado won a split national title 32 years ago with Georgia Tech <laughs> under Bill McCartney. So we know here's a given. Dion is likely to to get a lot of sizzle, probably get a lot more recruiting done than anybody else could at the moment. They're god awful. They they are the dregs of society. He'll probably bring a couple of Jackson Staters with him, probably get a lot of success in the transfer portal. What is it about Colorado that we all believe makes it a bad job? Results. (laughs) Results. <laughs> just plum results. They just hadn't been any good in a long time. Looking at it a little bit more with rose-colored glasses, um, UCLA and Southern Cal are gone. That eases up the league. Uh, and I don't think – the way I looked at it, George, I think Colorado is the one that did good. I oh, hope Dion did good. Yeah, that's where I'm coming from. I hope it was the right move for Dion. But if Dion can recruit, if the way he brought kids from 
beating FBS schools and bring them to Jackson State. If he can do the same thing at Colorado, he can beat big-time FBS schools and bring those kids to Colorado, look out. I mean, he, he could turn this thing around. And this transfer portal, George, makes it – when I'm coaching all my years, it, it's four or five years before you could turn one around. It was. Uh, especially the jobs kind of jobs that I might take over Oklahoma or Texas. But right. now you can turn one around in two years. Tennessee proved it. Tennessee has proved it, how quick they turned that thing. And uh, so the way I look, Colorado did real good. I hope Dion did good. Okay, let me ask you this, though. Would there not be some level of question about Colorado's commitment? Because – Transfer portal and NIL cost big money. If you're going to play at the big boy level, did he get that assurance going in that Colorado is all in? We don't know. Well, wouldn't he have had to? I would think so. Uh, I, but we don't know. That didn't come out. He didn't talk about any of that kind of stuff. Well, uh, apparent, Apparently, though, their AD came out and said, we don't have the money yet but we'll find a way to get the money to eventually pay him. Well, so, there you go. I don't know if that I was mean, some wow. sort I don't know if that's that was some sort of joke who, who he was putting the AD. Uh I forget his name, but that did come out uh yesterday. Is George still the AD? I, I don't know. I was about to ask that. Yeah, it is uh let's see. Is it Rick George? I think you're right. Yeah, Rick George. Yeah, whatever. He said we don't have the money yet, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh He's a snake oil salesman. I'll say it again. Colorado's the one that did good. I hope Dion did good. I know he's getting a quarterback. His son's a good player. Yeah. And he's yeah. getting him a quarterback. So we know that's a done deal. Do you see what he did in the press conference? He said, stand up. That's my quarterback right there. <laughs> to his uh, his son, his son Shadur. Don't blame him. I'd have done the same thing. Pretty good player. Yeah. Okay. So – we're getting the the early returns on the transfer portal, and what I am seeing right now is. Oh, do you in, want to get to that or Chadwell? Let, no, let's go transfer portal. Okay. Um, this is insane. What's going on? Um, so item number three, Spencer Sanders mm. Watson. That caught me off guard. I, I don't know what went down with that one. Well, he was know. hurt. He's been hurt, but I don't think it's serious hurt. Uh, just hurt and out for two or three or four weeks, month, whatever. But for him to leave after the career he's had there, uh, he's been a really good player there. So of all of the ones on that board, it doesn't look good that the kid from Ohio State's coming out before the game, but he hadn't played all year long. The, oh, we're, we're going – I think we're going more than this board, are we not? Oh, no. Well, these right. are the key player names, but – There's a – yeah, there's, there, there's more. There, there, the there's other more. one that's a surprise to me, guys, is the NC State quarterback. Yeah. Who was yeah. a really good player, came yeah. into the year as as a Heisman hopeful, uh, had a great career there. Um, is is he headed with, with Beck to Coastal Carolina? Would he be doing that since his offensive coordinator and quarterback coach left? Or is he thinking much bigger than that? And is he thinking dollars here that he well, he would be jumped on for big bucks? 
they're all thinking dollars. Now, number four is a stiff. He's been a stiff from day one. You know, all this, we need to get him off to a good start. Oh, we need to give him some easy throws. He's a stiff. Well, Watson, what level wants him? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I would. I mean, Dabo, Dabo throws this whole thing out in pregame about let it rip. Well, he did. Well, he, he let it he rip. Threw two straight in the ground right out. Yeah, the I mean, he ripped them. <laughs> really? I've heard. I couldn't believe it. I've heard UCLA for him. He's from California. God. That would be a step down if from Chip Kelly. Can make him into something. God bless him. So I, I don't see him going power five. I don't see it. I'm sorry. Don't see what? it. What do you make of Keaton Slovis? That one, there's one you don't have up there. That shocked me. I yeah. Did, and yeah, and I saw, did you see where the kid, the really good player from Boston College, is he's, going he's, to Pitt? Yep. Committed to Pitt today. Yeah. Was that in the works? Did Pitt well, say, I, we don't want you to stay? Might have been. I, I guess I'm wondering, did he make the decision after he found out about this? Yeah, or did they tell him we're going a different route? Yeah. Yeah. So Keaton Slovis, I'm a big fan of. Now he's had a lot of trouble staying healthy. Yeah, he's had and, health issues. Man. Yeah. And yeah. and he's taken some beatings. If he goes to a team where that has a good offensive line, he can he can get he some stuff. He can do done. some stuff. And, and and guys, I take it he's graduating because you get a one time transfer and can play immediately. He's already had that transfer. He right. Yeah. So he has to be graduating to where he can do this, right? It's got to be what it is. Legally, could he go back to Southern Cal if he wanted? Sure he can. Sure he can. Wow. He won't. No. Not with Caleb Williams there. Yeah. Yeah. So So, Caleb's got one more year, correct? Yes. Yeah, he'll be back. One more. Yeah. Yeah, he should be back. I think think he's he's only been in college football two years, right? So he's got to stay one more. So what do you make of Vandy's deal? Ray Davis, Mike Wright. I think that looked good. I don't know what I, – I, unless they're just – I can't be looked at the way I want to be looked at. It might be two different things. Ray Davis might say be saying, I can't be looked at the way I want to be looked at here. And I've gained a 1,000 yards, and I might get a Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, something. I'm not saying it'd be one of those, but UCLA, something that somebody may jump on him and he make more bucks because I don't think the Vanderbilt kids are making big bucks. The Mike Wright thing, I think, is because he he knows he's not going to be the guy. It, it's not going to be him. Let me ask you this, though. He also knows that A.J. Swan can't stay healthy. I don't think he wants to go through that, though, as a backup waiting for him to get hurt again. I think Mike it, wants, thinks he's good enough and wants his, his own shot. Yeah, my, Mike is smart enough to know that A.J. Swan's the future of this program. And I, I'm not saying Clark told him that he's directly, but Clark had to have done something to to, to indicate that look, AJ's our guy, similar to maybe Klubnik at Clemson, similar no. to maybe the, the the Boston College situation. He, he basically so, told him when he benched him at the start of the year and put right. Swan in. That's when he told him, and then when Swan got healthy, AJ gets off to a poor start against uh, Tennessee, and he benches him quick. And, Put right. Swan in. So I, I think he knows. So I, I would bet the Vanderbilt thing is two different deals. Yeah, Davis it, wants a better shot and thinks somebody will pick him up, maybe make more money, and 
get to play behind a really good offensive line and really show what he's capable of. And I think Wright is just wants to be a starter somewhere. Yeah, for Ray Davis, I've heard it, he he couldn't get into the the grad school program that he wanted to at Vandy. That's what I've could heard. Be. So that could be. And that you, you mentioned well. that with with other situations. So I, I can tell you that for a fact that could be a possibility. Yes, and it's I unfortunate because I've had players also, before not get in. Yeah, and I've uh, also heard that he wanted to be back, but there there wasn't a program that fit him. So. Yeah, that, that's that, now that makes sense to me, Billy. Well, that let me ask you this: very true. Could if be very you're, true. if you're telling Clark Lee it's a new day and we're committed, and you lose, if that story is true, why why would you not find a way to and get him into some level of grad school? I understand or, that because I, there's a, a few Vandy coaches that have probably struggled with that. Um, you know, Watson probably included, but I'm just telling you, it is tough to get in graduate school at Vanderbilt University, and they don't, they're not going to let you in because you're a football player. <laughs> well, I've never done that. You know, don't work. This, this, we're committed to football. If you're committed to football, that has to change in my mind, hey. or, or it has to be adjusted somewhat. Go for it. And you know, Good I just. Luck to you. They they say they you, say you go you go work on it. <laughs> they say they're committed, but it you know I gave it my best shot. <laughs> okay, well now, um, the, the and, and, and I want to say that's not a shot at Vanderbilt graduate school. They have every right, guys, to pick who they want in their graduate schools. I'm not saying that, but. That I know for a fact that can happen because it's if, happened to me with, and if with players before. If you're Clark Lee, you can't be happy because if you had a shot to retain this kid, but it was, you know, whether or not this was a, a program he couldn't get into or if he didn't have the requirements, it to me, you've got to find a way say, hey, we need this kid. That's what um, I don't understand, and that has to change. I'm not disagreeing with you. But I, I do know that each department admits their own people. They're in the general admission at Vanderbilt. You're admitted by departments. And uh, if the psychology grad school, don't, they take just so many out of a thousand applicants, guys. There's nothing it, you can do at that point. I, I, yeah. I, I agree with you, Billy, 100%. But I also get the other side at these high academic private schools, and it's a, that's a tough one. So th this, is, this is the same probably at Stanford, Northwestern, Duke, all uh -huh. those others. Because that's we, what I wonder. We, if we need is. to get proof that they're letting some in that way. I don't I don't know the answer to that. Man. What was the old line? Every tub has to weigh in on its own bottom or something. <laughs> you remember good, that? George, I remember that. That's, remember that's, hearing a, that? that's an old one. I oh, heard. we used to hear that one a lot. I hadn't heard that one in a and, while. Well, back to Ray Davis. He he's apparently they have ratings for transfers. Apparently he's a four star and Kentucky has already offered him. So he's well, he may say you gained a thousand yards in the SEC. I yeah. mean you're a good player. He's yeah. he's gonna be fine. I can tell oh, you right he, now. He's yeah. gonna do he's, just he's fine. gonna have picks of the ones he wants to go to. Man, that's gonna sting if they if they feel like they could have done something to retain him. He may own if a horse that's what it was, him. and we're talking now. That that's rumor, Billy. We don't know. Right, that. right, right. He may own a horse farm before it's all over. <laughs> we'll Somewhere around Lexington. <laughs> you know, right in that 
right in that little area, maybe Versailles, the Georgetown area. Uh, I, I will say this. I have met that kid. What a first-class kid he is. Great kid. I have met Ray Davis, but talking to him a little bit, and I really liked him. Really like him a lot. He, he gave his all. I mean, no, and without, without he's, him. He's a team kid, yeah. first-class kid, I'm telling you. That was a good bring-in. Vanderbilt don't take many transfers at all. Yeah. And uh, and one of the reasons they can't get them in school, a transfer kid, it's hard to get in Vanderbilt. It is. And uh, But this kid really thought a lot of him. Doesn't surprise me he had the year he did. They may have to bring in another transfer running back, just like they did with him a couple years ago. Guess what's coming up, Watson? Oh, I think I got a pretty good idea. How did you do this weekend, by the way? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. There, it's okay. still sort of up in the air because I didn't hear your Friday deal. See, so I don't know. Uh, well, usually was, when you back on Monday, I don't know where you are. Usually, you know by the start of the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I can. I should have known because yeah. the mood you were in, you had to have done that over the weekend. Yeah. Well, we'll show it to you when we come back. <laughs> this is Main Street Media Television. Walmart supply chain is hiring in Lebanon. Earn up to $22.25 an hour when you join our new fulfillment center. Enjoy competitive pay and premium perks, including 100% paid college tuition, 401k match, flexible schedules, a free Walmart Plus membership that includes discounts and free Paramount Plus, paid time off, and so much more. Fulfilling work starts right here text JOIN to 240-240. That's JOIN 240-240 to apply now. When I made the decision to host the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night, Strike and Spare is where I turned. And what a wise decision that turned out to be. They have five locations in our area with family attractions, they're perfect for birthdays, groups and corporate outings, and holiday parties. For more info, it's simple. Go to strikeandspare.com. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several Iron Mike pitching machines as well as a Hit Tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. 
we're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad I couldn't work for almost a year, I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. back into the George Plaster Show. It's now time for Plaster's Bet of the Day, brought to you by Bar Durham Injury Law. Since 1975, Bar Durham has aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both Tennessee and Kentucky. If you, too, have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway, in a hospital, or at your workplace, let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full financial compensation that you need. Learn more about Bar Durham Injury Law by checking out their website. That's Bart Durham. Dot com. Let's check out George's results from this weekend. Watson was was Watson was very interested. Yeah, and uh, we're going to check those out. Ah, you're still above five hundred. Eighty five and eighty four. George, I I had a feeling these two picks were going to lose. I, I USC and TCU couldn't quite get it done. I didn't think both of them would. First of all, by I don't know five minutes into the third quarter, I pitched Southern Cal out the window. TCU, that was a bitter loss. Uh, a better, you had a feeling they would fight uh, back. Better play on the goal line. I mean, good Lord. Sneak it with Duggan? Yeah. Okay, go to the third one. North Carolina. Watson, I've been kind about that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's I have wrong no with comment. defense? No comment. <laughs> good move. Good move. Minnesota Vikings uh, ended up winning. For Darn tootin', they did. You know, they had a the truth of it is they had a goal line stand and then sort of a goal line stand twice in the final four minutes to win by five. Good effort. Oh, listen, they're not that great, but they're winning a lot of close ones. Yeah. So, George, me being not a betting guy, Uh you're sitting here through this year and you're 85 and 84 uh-huh. How much money would you have made if you're betting a hundred bucks? Oh a shot? no, no, not at all. Depends on how much he's thrown because, out. Because in let's say in a casino, let's say you did all these hundred and sixty nine bets. Right. When you lose, you lose ten percent more than your bet. <laughs> if you put so a you'd be underwater up. even at eighty five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's tough. Yeah. But you would it it may not look as bad, you know, if we looked at your bank account, like in theory, after, after this record, it might not be as bad. Yeah, I mean, you, you're still above 500. If you looked at my bank account, you'd cry. <laughs> <laughs> your betting bank account. Though. Say, you don't need to look at the bank account, period, right? <laughs> well, look, 85 and 84 is not half bad. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to get to yeah. where, what, if this is true. Well, of course, you don't know which ones had the higher odds or whatever, right? So it'd be yeah, hard what, to what say. You're, what you're saying is that you put the same amount on each play. Each play. I, I would think most people do not. Most people will, you know, they'll have a load up game that might be five times more than other games. Right. For instance, Watson, tonight, okay, if we look at the bottom of the page, go back to that. Oh, we're going back? Yeah. The bottom of the page, even though you all can't really tell it, there there is a, a teaser bet on the line tonight. Oh, yes. no, it's not up here. It's not up here. Yeah, okay. it's, it's Michael didn't put that up there. but Shame on him. But, yeah, that the teaser is so, on the line with Tampa. Yeah. There it so is. We've got a Tampa – plus three tonight that if it wins will get me a victory oh it's not they're not the favorite they are the favorite oh you said tease you get six points that that always oh Oh, yeah you got you got watson and i's brain running in circles so now we're just going to go straight up on tampa tampa wins this game by at least a touchdown this line ought to be six and a half or seven Vegas has screwed up on this line. New Orleans doesn't score. No. And Jameis is not back, is he? I don't no, think so. I think, I they're, think it's they're, Andy right, Dalton. They're, they're riding with Andy Dalton tonight. He's going back home here. You know he'd play hard if he going back to his oh, old gosh, spot. Yeah. yeah. But so, I don't they think might surprise us to throw Jameis out there. Don't need that. <laughs> that would scare George. No, we've gone on the assumption that Andy – uh, Andy I think Dalton. it is Andy Dalton playing. Yeah. I do. I think it is. So Watson, that's what I'm going with. I think that's if as long as it's Andy Dalton, I think that's a good bet. Yeah. And Tampa's still they're in the lead, believe oh, it or yeah. not, at five and six. Yeah. But they're in a whole lot more of a dogfight than the than the Preds. I mean, than the Titans. The Titans. Yeah. Yeah. Safe. Much bet. more of a dogfight. Okay. Tomorrow, Tony Basilio. Mm-hmm. And then I've forgotten who else. Don't you schedule these guests, I do. Hold on just a second. Watson, this is not very good TV. You ready? Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Look it up. He's got to get his own. And tomorrow's second guest will be former Vanderbilt miracle worker, Barry Goheen. Oh, man. George, I was just about to bring that up because they are honoring that 1988 uh, Sweet 16 team on Wednesday night. Yes, I'll be at dinner with that group. So, I was actually just about to bring that up. They showed the video today. Why they would include me is beyond <laughs> beyond reason. They showed that grainy video of his game-winning shot. Oh, I saw it earlier today. Listen, there are... Th- first of all, there are about six of them. I was going yeah. to say, how many... Well, I remember a bunch. How many was it? Okay, the first one that I remember was uh, 
at Penn in the old um, Palestra. Then there was a Louisville, like 50-footer at the buzzer. There was a Georgia step-back three. There was Pitt in the NCAA tournament. At where Nebraska. He it, at yep. Nebraska to send them to overtime. That's the one I was talking about. And Watson, there is one. I, I don't have them all in front of me. I called quite a few of these. I was on the broadcast for several of these. There was there was a game at Alabama yeah. where he got about a 48-footer at the buzzer. And yeah. I'm telling you, from our broadcast position at center court, it was dead on, and it didn't go in. No, it, it you know? no, I remember that one. The guys, it's the only one I remember him not making. Yeah, it's the only one, so the only one I remember him not making in that <laughs> 1988 Sweet 16 game, the, the game winner over Pitt, they didn't have Will Purdue late in that. He fouled out, so they didn't have Will. And apparently, um, this guy Goheen hit two big threes to put it to overtime, and then he had it ended up hitting the game winner. So, full menu tomorrow, a little Vandy, a little Tennessee, and who knows what else. Watson, I was well-behaved today. I yeah, did you, not take one shot the, at you. In the mood you were in, I think you did real well. So You're proud of me. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you as well. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> See you tomorrow. Bye. See all of you tomorrow. Billy, behave. I'll try to. Go Tampa Bay. They're going to win and win by at least a touchdown. Go Bucks. Unless Jameis plays. God, I hope I'm right. See you tomorrow. <laughs>